Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. My name is Chris Levine, and I am so happy to have you here on this journey with me today. I'd like to put some hypothetical situations out there for you to get you started with this one today. Here's the first one. A teenager is going to get their first car, and they are so happy. Maybe so much so that their heart starts to beat faster the closer they get to where they're buying this car. Maybe they even tear up a little bit. How about this scenario? A football player is on a team that is playing in the Super Bowl. He's excited and he's ready to go, but he's also feeling nervous because the world is watching. Before taking the field, his stomach feels squeamish. His head starts to hurt a little bit. His breathing becomes just a little bit heavier. Let's also take it in this direction. Let's say that you're a person who is always on time for work and your coworkers are always late. Well, one day you get a flat tire and even so you still only arrive 10 minutes late this one time. Well, imagine if your boss who never comments about the lateness of the other people was to single you out that day and lecture you in front of everyone about your being late. Not only would this bother you, but you might suddenly feel your forehead get very hot. It also begins to sweat. You might feel your chest and your abdomen clench up. Your facial expression might get very, very serious. These little scenarios are all examples of what is called the Cannon Bard Theory. And that is our topic this time around. So, first off, what is this thing? How can we define the Cannon Bard Theory? Well, this theory was proposed in the 1920s and early 1930s by Walter B. Cannon and Philip Bard. The theory, in a nutshell, states that the lower part of the brain controls your experience of emotion. At the same time, the higher or the upper part of the brain controls the expression of emotion. It's believed that these two parts of the brain react simultaneously. So to sum it up, when we are emotional, whether it's good, positive, happy emotions or bad emotions or anger, We don't just feel it emotionally, but we feel it physically, too. That connection right there is the gist of the Cannon-Bard theory, that they're inseparable. In pop culture, one of the most expressive films when it comes to this concept that I have ever seen is a 1952 foreign film called Ikiru. There is so much emotion and physical manifestations of it that it could be a textbook in the Canon Bard theory. Just the main character's face throughout this thing tells the story. When watching, I'm pretty certain that you yourself will display the signs of the theory too, because it's pretty gripping. Another great delve when it comes to pop culture into this whole theory, believe it or not, is an animated film made not that long ago. I personally saw it because when it came out, my son was seven, so I I saw it with him. And you know, I'm really glad that I did. Have you ever seen the 2015 movie Inside Out? 
Organizations such as the National Board of Review and American Film Institute named Inside Out as one of the top 10 films of the year. And some feel it's one of the best animated films ever per how it tackles this subject. It, it's one of those movies that's a kid's movie, while not just being a kid's movie, if you know what I mean. Anyway, each emotion is represented by a character, and they physically all display the traits of their emotional qualities at times, which goes along perfectly with Canon Bard. The ACS Education website asks another nice question in regards to all of this with our theme, too. They actually have a piece called, How Emotional Is Too Much Emotion? Is there such a thing as too much emotion? Well, it states there that the Cannon Bard theory proposed that the arousal response was a general response and did not relate to specific emotions. Cannon believed that the same physiological responses were elicited from a variety of emotional states. Anger, for example, produced raised skin temperature, but fear and sadness lowered your skin temperature. So it still seems pretty accurate. Uh, there's still a lot of research that needs to be done on emotions, but the Cannon Bard theory was revolutionary at its time and remains an important theory in the world of psychology and neurobiology. So, so let's get some practical value out of all this. Let's start, say, with anger. We had an entire podcast on that once, but if we learn to manage our anger, what can happen? Well, we don't just benefit emotionally, but also physically. One family practitioner said this, and I quote, controlling your anger will help you to feel more in control and able to deal with various situations that you face. You will learn how to deal with your feelings better and more effectively. In addition, you should experience improvements in relationships such as less fighting and better communication. You should feel better physically, feeling the effects of stress to a lesser degree and fewer physiological symptoms associated with anger. Feeling better and using your anger constructively will also allow you to focus your energies on things that are important to you, giving you a greater sense of accomplishment and a better sense of purpose. So controlling the emotional benefits the physical. As human beings though, controlling our emotions is easier said than done. Think of it this way. When you were a kid and you got a mosquito bite, what, what did everybody tell you not to do? If I was a betting man, I'd say you were told not to scratch it, and that was good advice. Medical News Today tells us that mosquito bites itch due to inflammation. Rather than relieving the itching, scratching an already inflamed area increases the inflammation, which will make the whole thing even itchier. Add to this that scratching may also increase, increase the risk of infection if it breaks the skin, which you don't want that. But when we itch, we itch, right? We want to scratch it, don't we? If something itches, instinctively we feel, well, I have to take the action. But in reality, though, we don't. As awkward and hard and uncomfortable as it may be, we don't have to scratch the itch. We don't have to give in and make it worse. Let's put this all together now. Anger 
like that mosquito bite, it's going to itch. We're going to want to do something about it. And we can get in a rage and manifest this verbally or physically. We could also heavily internalize it and shake ourselves up like a Coke can until we explode. But, and again, I know it's way easier said than done. We do not have to. If we can control ourselves and talk ourselves into being objective, taking a beat, notice the physical benefits. When it comes to anger explosions, some explode in rages. Raging anger may lead to physical abuse or violence. A person who doesn't control their temper can isolate themselves from friends or family. Some people who fly into rages have extremely low self-esteem and they use their anger as a way to manipulate others and feel powerful. And as far as anger repression, bottled anger often turns into depression and anxiety. Well, to wrap this one up, we never stop being mad, being sad, being hurt, being happy, being surprised, being depressed, and being ecstatic. All of these things we are all going to tap into at some point, and every one of them is normal. But if we can pace ourselves most of the time and learn better patience, better understanding, more objectivity, if we can take the moment to see a bigger picture and to view things more objectively than emotionally sometimes, these things will not just help us when it comes to our emotional help, but per the Canon Bard theory, less of an overall toll will be taken on us physically as well. Think of it this way. You can be a homebody that doesn't leave the house unless you have to. You probably, if you're that kind of person, you probably go to very deliberate places. You put very little mileage on the car, so to speak. On the other hand, maybe you're a safe and conscientious driver that loves to venture out and go places. Or maybe you're the type that loves to push a car to the limit, never changing the oil on time and driving hard constantly. Or maybe you're so extreme that you're like a contestant that's getting their car pounded in a demolition derby. All of these drivers have cars. All of these people have the same vehicles, essentially, the same purpose to the vehicle. But the likelihood, not barring unusual circumstances, that injury or crashes or getting tickets or breaking down will change per each of these drivers and how they decide to use that car. You see, a car is only going to do what the driver wants it to do. I suggest that we similarly all get out there and drive on the roads of life. But if we conscientiously try to be safe, try to not hurt other people, shoot for real destinations, and keep our maintenance up, less toll will be taken overall. Because just like how a car is driven and maintained accounts for a lot of the shape that the car is in, according to the Cannon Bard theory, our choices don't just affect us mentally, but physically. That said, Let's all have happy and safe travels. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist that will be a nice soundtrack for you. We really, really hope you enjoy it. This is a good one. It's kind of a fun one to listen to. There's some ones that will make you smile on here. 
we have for you this time around a refresher podcast, the Canon Bard Theory Playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash the Canon Bard Theory. So let's get into it. The first one is a fun one. The first one is a song called Heartbreaker, and it is not by Led Zeppelin. It is by Dread Zeppelin. Yes, Dread Zeppelin. Have you ever heard Dread Zeppelin? Okay, Dread Zeppelin. They play reggae versions of Led Zeppelin songs. And if that wasn't amazing enough, an Elvis impersonator sings them. <laughs> they are so much fun. You need to hear this. And it, it, again, ties into our theme of feelings and reactions and so forth. Heartbreaker by Dread Zeppelin. Number two, physical manifestation of how you're feeling. Cold Sweat by James Brown. Number three, Try Not to Breathe by R.E.M. on their impossibly good Automatic for the People record. The song Sweetness Follows and Find the River are other gems that are on that album, too. A beautiful album. Number four is When I Argue, I See Shapes by Idlewild. Number five is Hope You're Feeling Better by Santana. Number six is a song called Downer by Randy California. Uh, this person... Uh, played both with Jimi Hendrix in Jimmy James and the Blue Flames, as well as probably more popularly in the group Spirit. We talked about Dread Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin. Here's an interesting factoid. In 1967, Randy California wrote an instrumental song named Taurus when he was in the band Spirit. If you've never heard this, the intro is a dead ringer for the intro to Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. So much so that this was fought in the courts. It's actually really interesting to compare them. You can find them both on Spotify. Anyway, number five again is Downer by Randy California. Number seven is Show Me Your Soul by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now, tracks seven and eight are both really killer classic rock deep cuts. Maybe you've heard them before, but they're not ones you've heard on the radio, at least in the United States. Number eight is a song called Feel So Good by a band called Cactus, which includes a short, tasty drum solo in it. And number nine is Drown My Life in Fear by a band called Leafhound. Both real rockers with nice riffs. I, I'm sure you'll enjoy them. And number 10 is the song Emotion in Motion by the late great leader of the band The Cars, Rick Ocasek, from a solo album that he made of the same name. Funny quick thing, when I worked for a bit at Universal Studios, one day when I was getting off the 101 freeway onto Barham Boulevard, in the car next to me with the top down was Rick Ocasek. <laughs> He looked just like Rick Ocasek, just like you'd want him to. Now, there was no connection made, so really that's the whole story. But one of the perks of living in Southern California is seeing people that you might have seen on TV or heard on the radio. Anyway, I always thought it was funny that when I spotted him, he was in a car. Ironic, right? Well, that is our new playlist. Again, you can find this really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash the Canon Bard Theory. Listen all, this show would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, 
please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution, even if it's 99 cents. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. If you are so inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, don't worry about it. Just enjoy it. Come back anytime. And we are very happy to have you, whether you make a contribution or whether you can't or you, whether you don't want to. It's all, all good. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. That said, until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.